0: I'm us. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Grothy. And I'm Hall's Burkhart buddy. I don't know how it's taken this head ass long to talk about a Star Wars game on our video game podcast. I don't know. Maybe I just, I'm like, ah, I talk about Star Wars every week on the other podcast. But we're doing it. We're talking about a Star Wars game. And not only that, we're keeping up. Keeping, keeping our word on our New Year's resolution of having more guests on High Potion this year, we got our first guest of the year. Like three weeks in, we already got a guest. And normally, I would be like, hey, this is who they are. This is what they do. This is what they're about. But I don't know, man. I've been sitting there all day at work today going, I think I just got to pass this to Steve for the introduction. <laughs> so I'm going to let you do that. Why don't you tell everybody who we've got on board today to talk about Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. All right. So we have a man who
1: is a world traveler. He's very passionate about the things he does, uh, including being a musician. And he's really into Star Wars as well. Um, It's the international Tom. Tom Sutton. Say hello, Tom.
2: Guys, I'm so excited. I'm like... um... i would actually say overexcited. um (laughs) just quickly like a quick gaming background i actually stopped playing video games in 2006. i joined church of misery when i was living in japan and (sighs) i was very aware that i was i I was the right man for the job but i was also the now the worst musician (laughs) in the band and um i had i just had to i had to look at the Dreamcast because that's what I was rocking at the time and I had just had to go like there's there's no evening where I shouldn't be playing guitar and so I made the decision I packed it up I put it in the in the cupboard and um but I'm such a fan of you guys I love the podcast I like I can't overstate how like it's it's definitely one of those As soon as it pops up, bam, you know, I got to listen to it. I just love, I just love listening to you guys. And I've been trying to formulate some way of getting on the show, even though I stopped playing video games in 2006.
0: Well, you stopped playing, but then like, uh, what was it, last year? I saw you tweeting like, I'm finally playing Jedi Fallen Order and man, it's great so far. And Steve and I were, as a certain Mm -hmm. CD senator said, watching your career with great interest, right? And just saw, like, you talking very highly about Jedi Fallen Order. Obviously, the sequel's coming out in the next couple of months. And Steve was like, you know what? I want to replay Jedi Fallen Order. Or I want to finish playing it. He had picked it up earlier and hadn't finished it. And he was like, I want to start over, finish a playthrough so I'm ready for the new one. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's really cool. We can have a special guest on for that. And then almost like that scene in Step Brothers we go tom sutton done so we're very excited to have you on buddy very very excited. so we all
2: like guacamole
0: yes that's right all right favorite dinosaur <laughs> triceratops
2: Triceratops. <laughs> I screwed up the timing Um
0: uh, so yeah buddy like it was kind of a no-brainer i know it's not your normal realm um and for anybody that might know might not know you have your own star wars podcast Mm -hmm. um star wars fun for everyone which steve and i are especially me (laughs) especially me steve and i are both big fans of sometimes we'll be hanging out in discord or on stream and talking about how it's kind of the free form metal jazz fusion version of star wars (laughs) podcasting um so uh anybody that hasn't checked out star wars fun for everyone especially me with our buddy here tom you should definitely do that
2: and also i would encourage anyone who has had that thought like i I would love to do my own podcast just do it yeah like Mm -hmm. the story behind that podcast is i was talking to a friend of mine about a band called melvin's who Mm. just pump out material like nothing else right Mm -hmm. yeah they do. and i was like you know what it would be good to take a more melvin's approach to life in general like stop being so precious about every little thing and just do it and like If it like, see what it turns out like. And I went from having no podcast to making the name, the logo, learning how to put one up. And that whole thing happened in one night. I had the first episode up. So I'm just, you know, I I know that I thought about it for a decade or something. And so anyone out there, you know, just go, just have a go. It's It's funny
0: that you mentioned that because I feel like it was going on a decade that Steve and I started talking about doing a podcast. Originally, we were like, we're going to do a podcast where we do commentary for every Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. (laughs) That didn't happen. Um, And then eventually we found ourselves here, and a very similar approach to what you talked about. I find it's best if the spark of inspiration hits you, jump on it as quickly as you can. Or in my stony baloney ass, I'll forget about it. Or I'll I'll (laughs) overthink the idea and overcomplicate Mm -hmm. it. So I think Mm -hmm. that's excellent advice, buddy. Yeah, I'm a big fan
1: of um, your podcast, man. Like, you can really feel the passion coming through. Like, you really, really love the material. Um, I really like the – you did, like, three episodes with a a dude named Gabriel that were, like, uh, commentary of the the prequel trilogy. And I love listening to those, man. Like, they're kind of relaxing for me on long drives. (laughs) So I've listened to those a few
2: times. Hey, uh, Gabriel's an awesome guy. It was like, I was, so I was working in, the, in this heavy metal bar in, in, uh, in Gothenburg and um, I don't know what it was, if I had a Star Wars something on me and he just went like Star Wars and I was like, you like Star Wars? And then I don't know about you guys, like my, the, my podcast listening is like my connection to people who love Star Wars as much as me, mm-hmm. but in my actual real life, there's almost nobody actually, that is, like, into Star Wars to that degree, you know. And, of course, I know dozens of Star Wars fans. They're everywhere. Um, But that kind of, like, really into it. And so it's that thing where you start talking and you're, like, testing the waters of how into the this is he really and then he he just like dropped it immediately i was like all right we're friends <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome mm.
1: I, I love that you just casually drop Gothenburg. you know it's like i grew up listening basically to all the bands from Gothenburg, uh dark tranquility opeth you know inflames mm-hmm. all those bands mm-hmm. <laughs> in flames. Man, i wanted to i wanted to live in sweden so badly when i was in my 20s um would you recommend it for
2: for like a younger person looking to broaden his worldview? Yeah, I mean Sweden's super fun. Like, fun. That's not the right word. It's it's wonderful. Like, um, I I just the forests and stuff are beautiful. Um, the just people are cool. It's a really easy place to be. You know, it's like very safe and uh, everything is organized and everything works. You know, um, it's great and, like. I think when I went, when I moved to Gothenburg, it was in this like amazing boom period and it was kind of focused around a, a venue called truck stop Alaska, which is known as the CGB, CBGBs of, uh, okay. Scandinavia, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just the energy about it, you know, like graveyard were just uh, exploding <sighs> and all those bands were happening. It was really exciting where Sweden right now is in a period of being a bit less awesome in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But, I I mean, things are cyclical, right? Exactly. I, I'd say, right. if you feel like going, go for it, man, because, yeah, Sweden rules. Awesome. And you've also
1: been to Japan, and Haas and I are both huge fans of Japan. It's definitely
2: going to happen. He and I are going at some point in our lives. Guys, I just feel like when you guys talk talk about it, I just feel like <sighs> – what I when people say, like, how do you feel about Japan, you know, like now, and I was like, I can tell you honestly – Even after 10 years living there, every day I walked out the door and I was like, holy shit, look at this place. (laughs) You know, it doesn't stop being amazing. It doesn't stop being interesting. Um, And there's just like layer upon layer of stuff. You know, you got to walk around, you got to look look at what's on the kind of the ground level in front of you. And then you can just look up and go, like, what's all these other 18 shops above this (laughs) shop? You know, it's just, it just never ends. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Um, I can't wait to, like, hear your stories once you once oh, you go yeah i, I think can't you're gonna wait. be blown away i think Definitely. i'm gonna
0: embarrass myself over there i think that's <laughs> what's gonna happen they're gonna be like you are too excited you can calm your ass down they're gonna love yours man they're yeah. gonna
2: love you man for sure
0: so we talked about sweden we talked about japan i want to talk about my fucking ilum and Kashik, <laughs> and <laughs> uh Braca and yep. uh Zeffo. And Bagano, huh? Da- Dathomir. Dathomir. Um, So, the game we're here, we're assembled to talk about today. Jedi Fallen Order is the fourth game released by EA under their exclusive contract with uh, Lucasfilm for the Star Wars license. It's actually, um, uh, in my opinion, probably the best one they have released thus far with that Um I would agree. Partnership. It's also um, been the best critically received. Obviously, it's getting a a sequel that's highly anticipated. And uh, this year, in fact, is the last year of that exclusive agreement. EA and their, you know, associated studios will continue to make Star Wars games, but they won't have the exclusive license anymore. So just a little bit of background info about this. It was developed by Respawn. Respawn is a studio that has a bit of a storied background. They are headed up by a gentleman by the name of Vince Zampanella, I believe is how it is. Zampella. Zampella. Mm -hmm. Who worked for Activision, who was part of the team that developed the original Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. There is this bit of lost history with Call of Duty where they were basically locked out of the building and fired, right? Um, It was a unacrimonious breakup and they went off and they started respawn they you know published the first two titanfall games they've also done uh what the fuck is that apex legends and in 2016 it was announced that they were working on a star wars game being headed up by stig osmussen stig osmussen is a developer known for spearheading the creation of the God of War franchise, specifically the first couple of entries in that series. Um, For people who may not know, it is essentially a soul's light. I wouldn't say it's soul's like. I'd say it's soul's light approach to a Metroidvania Star Wars game where you play as the main character, Cal Kestis, and you're hanging out with his crew of homies. Seer Junda greets Dritus, played by Dr. Arnst from Lost. What's up? Um, my favorite character in the game, Marin, the the uh the uh what do you call her? What is she? night, she, night, night sister. sister, thank you, <laughs> buddy. Whoo! <Whew>. And um, <laughs> you know, some other people along the way. You've got your uh main villain, which is the second sister and her comrade the ninth sister and so on and so forth. Sees you go into a bunch of different planets um using some cool force powers and things like that. Now, Tom buddy, you you mentioned at the beginning that you had taken a, an extended leave of absence from gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Was this the first game that you like from 2006 until whenever it was you picked this game up and started playing it. Was this the first one back? <laughs>
2: Uh, not not entirely. So, okay. like, you know, when I hear you guys talk about um, split screen co-op, yes, and I, I I just relate to that so hard because my brother and I, Horst, I know you're not a big fan. We really like Call of Duty split stri- split screen co-op stuff. Okay. Um, not online online stuff, but just the like these like special ops mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. stuff where you mm-hmm. work together. Yeah. Uh, so every time I would go back to Australia, we would do that. Uh, so that's basically it um, and then the last not when I you know now I've moved back but the last time I visited it was my birthday at the time and my brother just he dropped fallen order on me and of course I was gonna be there for three three or four months so I had time to play it uh, on his Xbox series X and uh, yeah I went through the entire thing twice because I was just pff, in love man it I was mean- it, literally one of my favorite star wars experiences of recent years it is incredibly strong
0: and and i think part of the the testament to how strong of a a star wars experience it is is the amount of people you see now saying oh i'd like to see cal castus in live action i'd like to see him in an animated feature or episode or whatever right you know in the years post the prequel trilogy We've gotten a lot of new characters introduced through, like, Star Mm -hmm. Wars TV, Star Wars video games. You know, historically, Ahsoka, you could probably say, is maybe the most popular of those new characters that's been introduced, right? And is getting cycled Mm -hmm. into live action at this point. But you don't see that for everybody, is what I'm saying. You don't see every Tom, Dick, and Harry that gets introduced in a Star Wars game or animated show, you know, get that sort of ground swell. Um, that characters like Ahsoka and Cal Kestis do. So I think that's a testament mm-hmm. to how good the story is and how, you know, well-written it is. Um, So Steve Buddy, Ooh. as our resident souls expert, okay, when this game came out, you know, there was a lot of souls being tossed around in descriptions. But, you know, the the studio was also like hey man don't be worried it's not as hardcore as a souls game but we are taking inspiration from those games when you compare the two how do you think it stands up as a souls like or souls light game so i like i said i don't really feel like it has too much in common
1: with the Souls stuff. I mean, there's definitely an influence there, but they managed to do their own thing. To me, this game feels more like a mix of um, Tomb the Tomb Raider reboot and Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the reboots of Prince of Persia, where you do all the wall running and stuff like that with the platforming.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the combat is definitely its own thing. It's nothing like a Souls game. Um, you know, uh, the, the only thing that really... It's a third person action game and it has the mechanic where when you die you can go kind of attack the person who killed you and get your life back your experience back that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and I guess the bonfire mechanic too although it's uh what do you call those meditation spots yeah on but the it's, map? Yeah. yeah it definitely it's
0: yeah it definitely takes inspiration There's, from souls like that mm-hmm, right for so sure. if you if you meditate there your health refills your your stems, which are your health potions, refill, and the enemies respond, right? Um, I'll say this. Having gotten some Souls experience under my belt at this point, I, on my most recent playthrough, which I just wrapped up last week sometime, I played on the Jedi Master, the second-to-highest difficulty. <laughs> Still not as hard as a Souls game, right? Wow. I don't know about the Grandmaster difficulty. I haven't tried that, um, but... You know, it is not as hard, for sure. I mean, there's difficult areas. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, this game it, it continues a well-worn Star Wars tradition of, you know, that thing Obi One said in A New Hope, where like, oh, there's no Jedi left. Well,
2: mm, <laughs> eh, well, except mm, for Kanan. I have three or four. Or I have five. To s- I have to say, th- like one of the the things I like about the game is that sometimes when they put that kind of stuff that you're talking about into particular time slots in mm-hmm. the timeline, it feels a bit like. I know it, it hasn't been announced that nothing happened in that gap there, mm-hmm. but it, we kind of felt like nothing important happened in that gap. Yeah. And now you're messing it up. But this, like, to me, it doesn't feel that way. Actually, it I, like when I'm, it feels like yeah can see that this this all could have happened yeah
1: yeah it it, it I, seems
0: yeah. fairly reasonable and you know we were talking right about the influence of these animated shows or video games on star wars as a whole i think uh it cannot be disregarded that you know this game comes out in 2019 three years later in the obi-wan show we see stuff that was introduced in this game show up mm-hmm. purge troopers the the Fortress Inquisitorius, which I really gotta say, that's not the best. Like, they could have come up with something way cooler, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, but, you know, like, it, it is, it's sort of a, a testament to, like, they do view this as all one connected universe. Sometimes we may just need to give it time for them to interweave that stuff, right? Now, um, I will, let's sort of, Steve brought it up. Let's talk about the combat in this game because. You know, I I played this game when it first came out in 2019. I 100%ed it, and I haven't played it since. You know, moved on to the next game. It's easy to forget how smooth and cool feeling the combat is in this game, because it rules, dude. It rules. There is nothing cooler than getting a bunch of scout troopers coming up on your ass, trying to beat your ass with a stun baton. You parry three of them in a row. You're cutting dudes down like... You're mixing in the Force powers. It's so smooth. It controls so well. And, like, if it didn't, you would not see the love for this game. Like, I think a a big part of the love for this game is we're inching closer to actually feeling like you're controlling one of these mythical Jedi Knight characters, right? That's... -hmm. Tons of games have tried it in the past. Not all of them have been successful, and it feels like this one is, in my opinion, probably the closest to nailing that feel. What do you think, Steve?
1: Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, You know, you have a much larger pedigree of Star Wars games than me, but, you know, uh, I thought it was really fun. Like you said, um, being able to smoothly kind of block Mm -hmm. um, the the incoming blaster shots and wrecking them right back at the people. Um, fighting the purge troopers was fun once you kind of figured those guys out and the little abilities you could unlock. Mm -hmm. I found myself using the, um, the heavy, heavy smash into the move where you would do a flip and come down with the lightsaber on top of them. I used that on a lot of people and messed them up. Um, I, I had a good time with it. The, um, the dodge mechanic was good. I like the force powers mm-hmm. as well. I was able to bust those out. A lot of times I beat people by just shoving them off the ledge with the, oh, with the force.
2: Buddy. Satisfying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it, it never got
0: <laughs> old. So you know merge troopers. Pff, pff, bye. Bye. See ya. Like I would I would intentionally just run around and try to get them all crammed up like they were in a like a, a little pit and just push as many off at once as I could just to see what I could do. (laughs) That's what I think um, is one of the coolest things about the, the combat in this game is it's um, sort of adaptability and the creativity you can do with it. Right. Like, Another thing, you got stormtroopers shooting at them. You use the force flow s- slope mechanic, and it sort of freezes their lightning bolts in air, sort of Kylo Ren style. Mm-hmm. And then use force pull to pull a stormtrooper into his own blaster bolt that you've frozen to kill him. You can do, do that? Th- I didn't know that. Did, yeah. I, yeah, I never did
2: that. Hell That's yeah, awesome. you can. <laughs> That's yeah, you can. Heck yeah, you can. Man, you were so right. It's like the, the smoothness of it and the intuitiveness of it, and mm-hmm. that it actually gives, does give you the f- feeling of like I'm not only using a lightsaber, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and you know, like after that, after I finished it, I was like, well, I'll I'll, I'll have a go of the uh, Battlefront Two campaign. And you know, there's a section in there with Luke, and he, and I was like. Ooh, like i took that for granted when i played for yeah. and then like i was like no man that that didn't just happen by accident that was they put work into that
0: yeah and and the you know the story and the writing of that luke segment in battlefront 2 i actually really like like he's got one of my favorite luke skywalker lines of all time in that um that section but yeah control wise doesn't doesn't um stand up to this at all um you know like the the reflecting lightsaber bolts back and like you can unlock an ability where you, if you're wall running or you're sprinting he'll automatically do it and like mm. buddy i would run up into a group of 20 of these jokers and not sweat it not lose a bit of health and i'm, I'm coming out on top yeah you'd see one of those mini
1: gun guys <sighs> with like the shields yeah start like letting it go and you'd just be charging at them blast like knocking them all out of the way i like that it wouldn't hit anything if you blocked them like that you actually had to do the the, the like proper deflect right you know they would make it cheap but man i love that mechanic Uh, and and you know it's not a very violent game you know uh when you kill the stormtroopers or whatever they just go down
0: they're like oh yeah die. but when you kill the animals man you chopping Splitting them, in, them half. in half and shit yeah, yeah. I, that is i mean look you know course, why they did they it animals. you know like you get it like they can't it's star wars oh, that's sorry. gonna be yeah, yeah, an yeah. M for 100 right i just felt
1: bad for the animals more than anything buddy
0: I, i'm not gonna lie the fact that part of this game is kind of like go to a planet and exterminate all the indigenous <laughs> animal life does make me pause for a second. And then what happens? What happens is the fucking Ogdo Bogdo attacks me, and I'm like, oh, well, geez. you motherfucker, it's on.
2: <laughs> You're an exception, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sad about uh, you. <laughs> um,
0: so, another thing, I don't know if you guys knew about like, um, so, you know, Ogdo Bogdo on that planet, he's like the big frog, you know, the regular sized frog guys. Mm-hmm. If you force pull them when they open their mouth, you can grab their tongue. And then cut their tongue off so they can't th- do that a- attack anymore. I
1: think you can do that with Ogdo Bogdo, too, can't you? You, you probably can. I think you can, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I went back and beat him, like, later. Like, he's the most Dark Souls thing about this game, is honestly. A, the early is, enemy is, that you would right. encounter that, like, that you, you, you can't no really beat. Head. Yeah. So Tom, there's... Did, you, did you bounce your head off of him the first time for, like, a little while? Or did you, did you just say... F it and move on right away when you found him. The giant frog guy on, um, what's yeah.
2: it you, like? So full disclosure, like as a non-gamer, I did play this on story mode. <laughs> Go for it. No, but Tom, <laughs> I, I, you're that's there's, totally fine. Man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there is,
0: if there's a podcast you're going to come on, that's going to look down on you at the, uh, about that it ain't us we just want oh, people one. to play games you know what yeah. i mean if you have so you, the ability it, to do a story mode and it allows you to enjoy the game go for it that's all we care that
2: about. was what i was up for yeah. yeah so like for me like yeah it was not not the hardest thing i like there were a couple of things that were tough but um yeah i yeah but uh, i remember i remember that guy but i kind of like that guy because he kind of like he's attacking stormtroopers at the mm-hmm. same time right yeah yep. yeah so i'm just like yeah, good, good on you, man. I like yeah, at you. the
0: at the end,
1: yeah, yeah like at when the you're end, running right. back yeah. when you're running back through there, yeah, that's exactly. that pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I
0: like, um, I like the fact that on each of the main planets, there's a hidden giant creature that you can fight. Like, mm-hmm. there's a giant, gross ass spider on Kashik, and there's like, you know, they've got
2: ones <laughs> hidden on each planet. Um, can I ask you guys? Sorry, yeah, just on of that course. topic. On, so it's on Bogano, right? Mm-hmm. There's this giant dragon kind of taking a nap. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know there's that one path that you have to unlock a certain type of wall running or something to get up. And the double and jump. Then you, yeah.
3: And then you yeah. can swim. And
2: then you, you kind of co- you go back and then you can kind of look up and you look up through the ceiling at him or whatever. I was just like working on Like, okay, I'm going to. I can't wait to get to where I can do that part and I'm going to go up. I'm going to, I mean, I felt like I had a horse, horse energy with me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to pat that dragon. And, like, and you, you never actually are able to go up and go right up to him. I was mm. like, I am legitimately disappointed.
0: But <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. It's so funny that you mentioned that because, you know, when you cycle through a few games a year, It's easy to forget some, you know, minor, more minor details like that. So I'm playing and I see that big guy off on the, in the distance. And I was like, they better not let me fight him. He looks friendly and cute. He's giant. Mm -hmm. They better not make me fight him. And I couldn't remember. I was sitting there like playing, trying to remember. And then I got to that point where you're talking about, it's after you get the double jump later in the game. And Mm. he like looks down the hole at you and he's watching you swing and stuff. And he's breathing all heavy. I was like, I don't care. I'm not fighting them. I'm not going for a hundred percent this time. I'm not fighting them. But no, you can't go over there to them. Uh, which, the which I'm all right with, partially because I kind of feel like if they if I did, they'd have been like, well, now you gotta <laughs> kill him.
1: Oh. so did you have um, a favorite world of the
0: of the ones you went to? Um, I like ZephO quite a bit. Um. I'll be honest. I like the first. So the way the game works, right, is you you in most cases you visit the planets twice. You go once, mm-hmm. you do a story section. It'll send you to another planet. You do that story section, and it's probably going to send you back to that planet you were at. I like the first part of Kashik. The second part of Kashik, when you're like running up the tree and bouncing on the flowers and stuff, mm-hmm. not my favorite. Not I my gotcha. favorite. Um, I like, I like all the planets for different reasons. Um, you know, it's cool to to see, because, like, I don't know about you, Tom. Were you into, like, Star Wars books before the sequel trilogy came about? Did you ever read Star yeah. Wars? Yeah. Sure. So, like, a planet like Dothamir, right, that I was reading about in the seventh grade, reading The Courtship of Princess Leia, being like, what is this planet with dark, Dark witches that use the dark side and shit. This sounds so cool, and then it shows up in an animated game. Now it's in a video game. That's cool to me.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. I Mm -hmm. got to say, like, I it it was really interesting to notice what my experience of the game was, like how different my experience was between, for example, Kashik and Dathomir. Yeah. On Kashik, I felt like so, like, oh, this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just want to stand around and look at everything and. Oh, this is so! Look at this little thing, and it's cute. And uh, I'm have oh, I'm gonna s- slice this scout trooper! Whoop-dee-woohoo! You know, and <laughs> yeah. and then on Dathomir, I just like felt like like my nerves were getting scraped because it's yeah. genuinely like creepy and like kind of disturbing. And it's an awesome planet, awesome like it it rules, you know. Yeah, um, it's beautifully made, but it, I felt genuinely like. I don't want to hang around here.
0: (laughs) No. Well, and that's the thing. Another thing I think you got to give these guys credit for is their environmental design, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, in all honesty, if you think down, if you, like, sit down and you think about the core gameplay loop and elements that make up this game, each world is the same, right? There's traversal puzzles. Oh, you don't have the power you need to get to this part, so you should come back later, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But what really sets it apart is the environmental design, the sound design, and the music. I have to give the music in this game a shout-out because it's really good. It's by Stephen Barton and Gordy Hab. I'm not sure how you say his last name. And was recorded at (laughs) Abbey Road Studios with the (gasps) London Symphony Orchestra. Nice. It's a classy place. I I
2: didn't know that, man. Yeah. I I hadn't heard that. Like... I, people often talk about like give the kinders a shot at live action which excellent idea yeah but to me this give these guys a shot at a at a tv series <coughs> or a movie like yeah. they absolutely smashed this like that that main cal Kestis theme so as good. soon as it kicks in i'm like this i'm living star wars hearing that that theme man i mm-hmm. love it i just think they did incredible work and, okay, I want to give it another
0: thing. So this is something Steve and I, so as is probably very evident, we sit around and we bullshit about video games on a very granular level all the time, not just when we're recording. And something we always talk about is the tutorial section of a video game, right? You know, uh, the, the life chart of tutorials and video games has gone, you know, all over the place used to be there wasn't a tutorial they just throw you in a game you figure it out then tutorials became like their own separate menu right where you could go in do a tutorial and then you could start the game then they started the well the tutorial is um integrated into the opening of the game and some games do that poorly Where I'm talking about, like, I'll be sitting there going, like, this tutorial needs to end so I can actually start playing the game because I'm starting Mm -hmm. to get a little frustrated. I got to give these guys, like, the thumbs up. They nailed the tutorial. I feel like the way they handle um, explaining systems and abilities to players is very well presented and folded into the story. So, like, you know, you start off, you're on Braca, you're learning your traversal stuff, right? They get you, you know, doing really cool cinematic shit, you know, like it's really impressive. It doesn't necessarily feel like you're in a tutorial. Then, you know, shit pops off. You're immediately in the combat tutorial, but shit is moving, man. You're running, you're fighting stormtroopers, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And then anytime they do a new power introduction, the way they do it through flashback, to Cal tra- training with his Jedi Master, Jar- Jaro Topal. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> like, so fucking cool. And for a character who's probably got to combine maybe 10 to 15 minutes of screen time in the game, it really reinforces, like, that connection and that feeling of, like, Padawan to Jedi Master, right? Yep. Um. So I really want to give them, like, uh, props on that. They did that very well, I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So before we jump into the nitty gritty, the story stuff, because we always like to, you know, cover mechanics first and then we'll get into story stuff. So anybody that doesn't want real spoilers can dip out. Uh, Tom Buddy, was there anything gameplay wise, not story wise, in the story that didn't connect with you? And when you think about it, is there something they could have done differently to
2: help with that? Um, I would say that, that there's like one of the, the opponents that I felt like it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't fight them well. Like, okay. uh, you know, like generally like you kind of like, okay, it's a bit hard. And then you figure it out and you go, all right, now I, I know how to like, I don't always nail it, but I know what I should do to nail it. and right. and, and it's possible to do. I think it's the, the spiders. I always felt like mm. I, I had no way of. I, I didn't. I, I never figured out how to deal with them without getting hit, like a dumb and looking like a dumbass, basically. I'm with <laughs> um, you. Buddy.
0: I couldn't figure it out yeah. either, and you know, I'm sure there is some high level, big brain, fucking strategy to do it, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Yeah, the tells on the graphics were a little.
1: Tricky on them for sure. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to pick up on their parry timing ever. No. So what I did was I just threw my lightsaber at them from across the room. Yeah,
0: or I would freeze them <laughs> and run around the back and chop them up and my, then get away and freeze them yeah. again. You know, I would just uh, yeah, I just chuck my lightsaber. Um. So my one particular gripe. So with a game, um, you know, like we said, you would uh, fairly consider to be a Metro Metroidvania game. I don't think the map in this game is the strongest. Oof, yeah. Um, so Not my favorite. Yeah. To me, you know, the the one of the things you really got to nail in a Metroidvania game is the map, right? And I can't remember what game it was. It was on sale on Steam a couple weeks back, and I brought it up to Steve, and he's like, "Oh, I've got that." And I was like, "What's your impressions on it?" And he goes, "Well, how important is the map to you?" <laughs> in a metroidvania game and i go it's real important he goes then this one isn't for you because the map is not great ender lilies by the way ender lilies that's what it was fallen orders map is okay but on certain worlds there i don't and i don't even know what the fix would be but like on certain worlds like i could sit there and stare at the map and be like Mm. i don't know where i need to go (laughs) specifically ZephO right like yeah. there's a certain point when you've unlocked so much of ZephO that when you pull up the map you look at it and it just looks like a giant bowl of spaghetti and yeah, you're like
1: it's the worst example i've seen is doom like the recent doom reboots right um their their map is the worst and i love those games a lot but mm-hmm. their maps are terrible
0: this is not that bad no but it's, I, it's, it's not
1: it's it's pretty bad with that said that yeah it,
0: other worlds weren't nearly as bad as Zepho but like and it happened on stream too where i'd finish something up and i was just trying to get back to the
2: damn ship and i could right. not figure it out dude and i was getting so frustrated but you're not you're not at all the first person that's actually become uh, like almost a meme i've noticed mm. uh, when people talk about the game it's like lost on Zepho again and yeah um <laughs> yeah and nice. uh, i i I had the same thing and i actually sat there staring at the map and going all right smarty pants how how do they do it when it's like a, like a three dimension it's not like a flat yeah thing it's three dimension. how would th- how would this be better and i'm like i don't know i'm not the guy to figure this out you yeah know. you but know somebody a lot smarter than me gonna have yeah to exactly out. exactly yeah. but ZephO is legendary for being like a total pain and I, I think once i got to my second playthrough of everything i felt like i think i figured out how this works more or less but right. that first one was bewildering yeah <laughs> What about you,
0: Steve? You got any particular gameplay yeah, elements you want to yeah, call? It?
2: you know, certain things bothered me
1: here and there, but nothing major. Like it's funny when they introduce you to the map mechanic, mm-hmm. they then don't let you do it for like twenty minutes, and it was I know. me. Nuts. What the fuck is wrong with that? It killed me, man. Yeah, like, I was like, I kept hitting select, and it says BD1 is busy. I'm like, well, when the fuck is he not going to be busy anymore? I want to look at the oh, map. Man. But then finally it's like, oh, you can look at the map now. Yeah. But I was like the the timing of them introducing it to you to when you could actually use it was hilariously bad to me. But.
0: Now I do want to bring up one last thing. Um, and this is this is nitpicky. So I, I don't want, you know, anybody to think this is like a hardcore strike against the game in my mind. But I'm a guy who loves collecting shit. All right. I don't I have no qualms about spending a lot of time collecting shit in games, right? In this game, maybe a couple of more options besides ponchos, paints for the Mantis and BD and lightsaber parts. Grant, cause I'm also a guy that once I find one that I really like, for instance, there was a poncho called bounty hunter that was mm-hmm. Boba Fett colors. I'm never changing. I will <laughs> never change out of that poncho guys. I'm sorry. Um, same thing with a Mantis paint job or a BD skin, mm-hmm. um, but that once again, the smallest little. Nitpick, no, I you know? I do
1: agree. That was kind of wearing on me by the end. I was like, oh great, another poncho skin. Mm-hmm. It's like you never find you never really find anything fun uh,
0: that's game changing in the chests. You I know? you know, and I think we'll probably see difference, in, but just based on so. what I can see in the second one, like. They they held to the whole poncho look a little too much. If they had allowed me to change up my outfit, like even if it was you found some traditional Jedi robes or mm-hmm. a, 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 a outfit that vaguely looked like Luke Skywalker's from Return of the Jedi or an X-Wing pilot, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to get as weird with it as they did back in the day in like the Force Unleashed games, mm-hmm. but some variety other than ponchos probably would have been kind of cool. And they probably will fix that. Oh, One thing... I already know they have based on the pre-order bonuses for two. Nice. <laughs> One thing I did yeah. like is that I think once you beat the game, they unlock
1: everything for, like, the colors, even I think the premium content, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's kind of nice. I mean, at least most of the stuff it's like microtransactiony, but at least you get it for free in the game. Like I like that at least. You yeah, because this a is a
0: game point. that didn't have microtransactions. Right. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good kind, enough way. I kind yeah. of feel like you could see the skeletal outline of how they might have somebody pulled a plug thinking, on that. Yeah, shit. after yeah. Battlefront Two, after the Battlefront Two controversy, they were like. Uh, we're not going to make them pay $2 for poncho colors after all, guys. Just <laughs> go do whatever you're going to do. All right, guys. So we're going to start talking about the story. So if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order and you don't want the story spoiled, uh, if you, you're you in the middle of playing it, uh, if you—I don't know, man. If you don't want to know story, story spoilers, leave now because that's what we're going to end up. End Look, on. man. I'm going to just say, fuck it,
1: stick around, because you're about to listen to two dudes who know their Star Wars shit talk about the Star Wars universe, and Mm. I'm personally very excited, so you should just stick around anyway,
0: because it's going to be fascinating. Well, it begins now. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, we're kind of talking about it. From what on the surface level seems like a story about, oh, another Jedi that survived Order 66, and he's trying to survive in the galaxy? This goes a lot deeper than that for Star Wars storytelling purposes. Like, it introduces a whole new force-wielding race. Ancient force. They go Mass Effect style where there's this ancient uh, uh, extinct race of force-using beings called the Zepho. And, like, I think that shit's really cool. I think it does some cool stuff with the Inquisitors. Um, It has massive payoff for um lore elements that get introduced in the sequel trilogy like they did a really good job of sort of interweaving disparate eras of star wars lore into one cohesive unit in a lot of ways like
2: (laughs) what was your feeling on the story overall tom loved it Absolutely loved it. Um, I agree that um, the, the that kind of sense of history that the Zepho stuff gave it was uh, really appreciated, and um, uh, like it just I, it kept me interested. I, I wanted to know more, and um, yeah, I I just love. I mean, we'll get to the characters, I guess, but yeah. I just love. I loved them, um, and I wanted to see. You know more i wanted to learn more about the characters and see what their stories were so yeah. um yeah i thought i thought it did it did a great job it felt uh, and it felt 100 percent star wars oh i yeah. thought
1: so too as like somebody who um is a fan but uh is more of a casual fan i thought it felt a lot like star wars to me mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. I guess it's easy to just do wipes like they do when you're transitioning scenes and be like, yeah, it's good enough. But like for me, like the music was really felt on brand and um, the story had a lot of heart to it, I felt. Yep.
3: The, yes.
1: The emotional arc that uh, both Cal and Sierra take in the story is, is really nice and good. You know, mm. um, we'll talk about the characters, I guess. But uh, uh, I enjoyed the first planet, too. Um, was it what is it? Brocco? Brocco. Brocco. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bracca. Um, you know, and I asked Haas this, Tom, but, you know, mm. um, I don't know how recently it was that you played this. But at the beginning of the game, you know, mm. you're out working with his name's Prof. Yep. And yeah. it it cracks me up because every time you hear him, it sounds like brah. Like, mm. watch out, ah. brah. It's yeah. bra brah. Brah. But, but they're out working. And by the way, Scrapper has to be, like, the shittiest job because, like, mm. Cal has to just go... Risk his life thirty-seven times on his yep. way to do this job, you know. <laughs> but they find a crashed um, X-wing, right, no, with a Jedi starfighter, a starfighter. Sorry, and with a with a robot still in it, the R2 unit. And I thought that it might have been Cal's, but Hawes doesn't think so. I so, I so... To
0: see what you perhaps thought about that. I couldn't remember when you asked me that i knew we saw the moment in the game when order 66 happened and he you know makes it off right. of the mm-hmm. the ship but i could not remember for the life of me if that jedi starfighter came into play i don't believe it did though right okay, cool, cool so i don't think that's his i think it was just like oh damn i remember when you know back folks when like i was me. a jedi yeah i was almost yeah. a jedi kind of thing okay cool cool um Because I think if they were going to try to imply that, they probably would have worked that R2 unit, right, into Mm -hmm. uh, the flashbacks in some ways. I think you're right. You've sort of seen that. Um, I think
1: I assumed he was maybe further along in his Jedi career. um, Than he turned out to be. Than he turned out to be, Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, let's talk about characters. And I mean, we can just work in the rest of the story as we talk about the characters. Cause I think, you know, that's fairly natural. Um, Cal Kestis being the main character. Now I will say this to me in moments, he's a bit bland, but mm. I think he's bland in that way that Luke Skywalker in a new hope might be a little bland. You know, we've only seen the first chapter of his story. Like, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want to say, like, oh, shit, Cal is bland without seeing how the story progresses, right? It's just the first chapter. Even though you can spend, you know, 20, 30 hours with him in one playthrough, there's lots of story and development to tell with this character. And uh, I feel by, like, by the end of it, when it all wraps up, he's pretty well-rounded and not as bland as he may seem from the outset, Right. Um, I think the performance is really good. Like, I think they did a excellent job with the casting and using actual um, actors and stuff and character. um, What do they call it? Motion capture and facial Mm -hmm. capture and stuff. Um, What about you, Tom? What
2: you think about old Cal Kestis? I had a really weird experience starting off. Like, I saw that the, this game was coming out and I saw that people were um, getting pretty excited about it. And then they, they announced, like, and it's this guy playing the main character. And I've done a complete 180 since then. But my initial reaction was that I don't know why. Some people just have faces that you just that kind of don't like. Oh, I don't I, know what it's tr- but- triggers in your, in your head or whatever yeah. happened, you know, whatever. You've met people like that in the past or whatever. I just was like oh this guy are you serious maybe because i'd seen him in in gotham or whatever i don't know but Mm. i was just like this guy is not appealing at all like uh, there are like a billion actors out there and you pick this guy now hilariously i came to absolutely love cal kestis and i i I don't feel that way at all anymore yeah i think he is he is a bit as you said a, a little bit bland maybe that is that it helps us kind of project ourselves onto the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also agree with you that, man, this is this story is a long way from over. Um, yeah. So we're going to learn more about him. And you I know? just, like, I love the look of him. Like, to me, and I want to go on on record, poncho fan. Okay. Not everybody loves the poncho, but I'm, <laughs> okay. a, I'm a poncho wearer myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand why people like, Maybe a bit of variation might have been nice, but yeah, um, it's not I even love that the, look, though.
0: The poncho design I have a problem with is I just, you know, I'm also a character customization guy, right? Like, yes. part of the appeal of playing video games for me is if I can slowly but surely make my character look really cool, right? Mm. Um, and there's certain games do that better than other. And, there, you know, I eventually got to a point where I was like, oh, sick, my poncho looks like Boba Fett. I'm in, you know, but, like, past that, you know, there wasn't really much there. Now, I would like to say, in a world where, you know, if you had the choices between old Dicky Pants uh, Star Killer from Force Unleashed or Cal, I'm going to go Cal 100%. He feels much more in line with the star wars universe than old edge lord sam were in those force unleashed games yeah. no thank you so <laughs> you know cal so gets can my i vote. just say
2: on that like edge lord vibe that this absolutely could have had in the wrong hands it could to me that is one of the absolute greatest strengths of the game that uh, that it's like it's funny yeah it's mm-hmm. funny it's charming mm-hmm. it's got a real like a, like steve you said it's got heart to it and dude it's uh, yeah. it's like the like the fact that you can collect plants. Like, yeah. it's got a real, like, um, I feel like thematically and tone wise, it's really what I love in Star Wars. And that's a big part of why I liked it. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. Listen, so I love the
0: entire cast, but there's two people, there's two members of the cast that I have to shout out as being a huge part of why I love this game as much as I do. And the first one is my dude, BD1 bd1 oh. <laughs> is one of because disney look i know people it's cool, the cool thing to shit on disney star wars i don't do it i like disney star wars it, it gave me a sequel trilogy right like the thing i wanted since i was a kid and saw Re- Re- return of the jedi for the first time disney's done a really good job with new droids like k2 chopper uh b2 emo or whatever his name was and andor i fucking love that dude mm-hmm. but bd1 bd1 is my dude there mm. is so much personality in this little droid and like the design of him goes a long way with it like his two little antennas that almost work like mm. ears that move the way his legs like he he does um like he does little prances like my cat does when he gets excited when i'm breaking out the wet food like bd1 fan for life my dude love bd1 what you feel about
2: bd1 tom oh absolute 10 out of 10 like (laughs) he's, he's i love that he feels so eager to help yeah and so eager to like just like facilitate you being the your best self in a way. And Mm -hmm. you can just feel it from that character. I mean, like horse, did you just die in that episode of, um, of the book of Boba Fett when that BD droid does exactly that little dance that you're talking about? Yep. I I was just like almost crying from cuteness. Like like, the, I was like, wait wait a second,
0: wait a second. Is that a BD droid? And once again, there's another, you know, example, of something introduced and in falling order fall in order that's yeah. you know come back around come right back around um, i loved him a lot too man it, it to the point like where when
1: cal would call for a stem and get a little like, too pissy with would, him he would be rude and i'd be
0: like dude shut your mouth ask nicely yeah
3: you know what
1: i yeah. mean
0: like a like, stem pd like oh like, and dude that scene on ilum so like you know there's a whole thing where um, so the plot is you're basically following the path of this deceased Jedi master Indo Cordova, who was ex- uh, who was um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, not exploring, He was studying the Zepho. Um, he also was in possession of a holocron that has the, the position of all the force sensitive children in the galaxy. Or probably a lot of them, I doubt it could be all of them, right? Regardless, yeah, that's question yeah. about that is <laughs> the that is the um, MacGuffin of the whole story, is you're trying to get this holocron, and you and Seer, Junda, who is a former Jedi who's cut herself off from the Force, um, are going to try and restart the Jedi Order with that. But there's this scene later, you know, uh, Cal breaks his lightsaber, he has to go to Ilum to get a new um, kyber crystal, and there's this part where he thinks he's failed, and BD plays the – I'm getting goosebumps – plays the holograph recording of Endo Cordova telling him, like, you're going to find somebody. And uh-huh. when you yeah. find them, and like – and it's that mo- – bro, bro, I'm not joking. I was sitting here playing that moment. And I was like, oh, this is really sweet. And as if he read my mind, my cat Walter <gasps> leapt onto my shoulders and just laid down. And I was like, my dude, how did you know? my little bd just like the best yeah, yeah that's great uh, speaking of seer junda wh- what about you steve what do you think of that character i was a
1: fan i yeah. liked uh, i liked her story i mean I-, I called that her her padawan was this the sister i kind of saw that coming but you know whatever like it's it's a it's an interesting twist of the story to me was that um you know, she lashed out with the dark side when mm-hmm. she found out and killed people, and um, that's why she had cut herself off from the force. That was really interesting, and uh, just I thought I thought she was going to die. To be honest, I felt like there was no way she was going to survive, right. but she did. So I wonder if she
0: will survive this next game. Uh, I, you know, listen, I. I think it's star Wars tradition that the second one has to go a little darker, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to go edge Lord dark, but I think it will have some darker elements to it. I don't know that the whole cast survives. It could be her, you know? Yeah. Um, I did like her character.
1: She's well portrayed as well. I mm -hmm. like the actress. Uh, she did a good job. I felt like, uh, delivering some of those monologues early on. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, you know, because she kind of has to hook you into the story, mm-hmm. like the, the overarching conspiracy of the thing. And uh, I think she does a good job kind of playing it coy. You know, there's something that she's hiding. Um, she's not being all the way truthful with you. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of... they. It was interesting how kind of um, pissed Cal gets with her, you know, kind of towards the middle of the story. You don't normally see them get kind of that upset with somebody. Um. Yeah, but uh, i thought it was interesting in a good way for them to kind of go and their reconciliation towards the end of the game was good as well when he walks up to her and he just totally apologizes he hands her the lightsaber you mm-hmm. know from the from the sister and
0: completely apologizes to her and, and he's like i defeated the ninth sister and and her and gree uh 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 motherfucker are like, what this motherfucker? This like he de- de- defeated a ninth sister
1: yeah. yeah, and the part that gave me goosebumps in the story was when she she knighted him as a Jedi. Oh, like I thought that you. was really awesome. Yeah, I love that part. My that was probably my favorite story part. What do you think about
2: Seer, Tom? Big fan. Yeah, love her. I think she really walks that fine line between severity and likableness. Yeah, like she's not like cuddly at all you know Ooh, no. she's, she's like uh, she's been through it and you can see that in her and um but you like you you finish that game really loving her and um i think yeah sometimes like it must be hard as a storyteller to sell the idea that a jedi walked away from that from the cause or mm. that um a um an apprentice turned to to darkness but i think her reason for shutting herself off from the, from the force and and Trilla's reasoning for going in the direction she did it rings pretty true and yeah. the fact that you know that they're intertwined like that is is great so um yeah great performance great character and great scene towards the end when she just un- unleashes yeah oh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah there's Dude. some good there's some good stuff the lady that plays Trilla also
1: really good really good yeah. i want to wanna... she's unhinged you can see it in, in the yeah. eyes like it's good job now at the end you know she kind of has it seems like she's heading towards redemption and then um we'll get into the big cameo at the end but right before she she dies she says something like avenge avenge me yeah. or avenge us yes and i wonder who
0: she was talking to there i think she just means like all those kids, like oh, you the, know what I mean me, yeah, like, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I think she means like everybody that the the Empire, you know, destroyed and betrayed, and you know the the that scene that, um, that sort of nightmare scene that Cal has, where he rebuilds wow. yeah. the Jedi Order, and yeah, then the yeah, Empire yeah, yeah. shows up, and then he turns that bad, was really like, cool. yeah, I think, you know, that gives you kind of a, an idea of what those Inquisitors have been through that, you know, that has mm-hmm. broken them and, and made them like they are. <clears throat> I think um,
2: as a, as a long-lost gamer, I have I was surprised by the kind of how artistic
3: mm-hmm, it was.
2: And maybe mm-hmm. this is just where games are now. And they just get, like but that is. scene that you just mentioned, I was like, they didn't have to do this. No. Like, this is, uh, like, it, it creates such great ebb and flow in the gameplay you're not mm-hmm. just running and striking and running and striking exactly. yeah. and, and totally. it was like it was visually incredible uh, atmospherically amazing and um it really when that decision comes at the end that he makes you really mm-hmm. can exactly you, you don't just yep. understand it you feel where it comes from totally that's what i was gonna say it's like
1: when you know because they plant the seed right because when um the sixth the the night sister joins you isn't she the one who kind of questions well, what are, the empire is going to be hunting them too when we find them right the right. kids yeah yeah and so it's not quite enough that she she plants the seed of doubt but you kind of have to see it like and they make you kind of live through that and i thought that was really effective storytelling really good job um, and you totally at the end are like yeah
0: destroy that shit. Don't speaking of which uh Marin, the night sister that joins the party you know sort of towards the end mhm Ooh, woo. Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> she's my favorite character. And it's not just because she's an attractive video game lady, the actress who portrays her as attractive. It's because, like, she's funny. Like, she is, as the kids mm-hmm. would say, mm-hmm. low-key funny. Like, once she joins the crew, like, she's, like, giving grease shit she's like got little jabs and shit like that she develops or, or starts to exhibit this sense of humor that she has that's really dry and yeah. sort of dark and sarcastic I was like that's my kind of lady Jesus, I
1: agree there's a part where um at the end you're having to sneak into the fortress and she's like there's a ritual that, that I can do to cloak it and the grease starts freaking out what are you gonna do and she looks <laughs> down at him and she goes it's a sack I'm gonna require a sacrifice one of your arms and then she just kind of looks back a little bit The the, the performance is really good yeah and and and
0: under undertoned or uh under key whatever it's really good i like her (laughs) a lot so as we we you know start to to come towards a close i wanted to ask you guys much like i did with the gameplay elements was there any story element for you that didn't necessarily work what about you steve we'll start with you
1: um i didn't love malikos i guess. Um, the the Jedi who was kind of on Dothamir, who was kind of manipulating things. Like, I like the story enough, like a guy who kind of turns to the dark side and is just kind of manipulating things from the shadows and trying to attain ultimate power, but it, I don't know. Something about his character just kind of annoyed me more than
0: made me think devious and villain, villainous. I think but- it's... So, that's my answer, too. You and I both. Mm-hmm. And, and it's... It's not even that I don't like the character or the performance. I just think it was rushed and underbaked. Like, Mm -hmm, I don't think you had enough time with that character to make the proper connection of, like, I don't like this guy. He's an asshole. He's a bad guy. Like, it just kind of came off of, like, well, we need, like, a boss for Dothamir and, like... We only have two uh, uh, two inquisitors to work with, and you know we got to save the one for the you know essentially the last um, boss fight. So let's throw this guy in. Like it's like he's introduced and revealed for what he is way too quickly, and it doesn't have the impact it could have if they put more time and effort mm-hmm. into
2: that character.
0: What about you, Tom?
2: No, I, I agree with what what you guys are saying. He does feel like like if someone gave you like the barest idea of like what, what this character is, and then goes describe what you think it could be, then you you're gonna nail it. It's right. pretty much exactly what. Yeah. Um. I I don't, I don't think I, I really had any problems with any of the the story stuff. Uh, um, what you said about Malakos uh, is um, is correct. Uh, I am uh, answering a different question, sorry. No uh, problem. The only thing like the only thing I, I didn't really love or that, that that sticks out in my head is I don't like the design of uh Master Jaro Tapal. Mm. I can kind of I, see that. I, I I'm with I gotta be I'm with Iraj. I'm just not a, like I understand people go, that's a Ralph Macquarie design. That was the original design for Chewbacca. and I'm like, but I don't like it. That's I, cool. I never have yeah, yeah, and
0: that's totally fine. I just the, now, I'll tell you what it did for me, right? Because I, what I do when I watch Star Wars animation, which to be honest, probably is not the best way to watch it, is like I put it through this filter of, in my brain of like, well, can I imagine this in live action, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that I end up liking the best, I can, right? I can see how it translates and feels, um, you know, uniform in the universe. The character design of Zeb in Rebels always kind of bugged me because I was like, "Well, how would that look? How could they fucking pull that <laughs> off?" And then seeing him in Jedi: Fallen Order— granted, it's a CG character, it's a video game—but he's presented more realistically than the design, you know, the animated design from Rebels. I could look at it and go, "I see how it works now." That and then like that made it interface with the universe a little better than you know just the animated version of zeb did for me so that's um that was, that was kind of a dick too to be honest it's kind of a dick for a jedi
2: just saying. a little bit but, yeah a little bit
1: um especially at the end when you're kind of having to confront the past about uh you know he him dying and stuff which by mm-hmm. the way he wasn't much of a jedi if he can't handle like seven or eight um stormtroopers at once come on man he should have been able to handle
0: those guys so that that moment when (laughs) you're when you're confronting him in the past that's not really him that's the dark side fucking with Cal.
1: okay okay but it seemed like you know it it, he did kind of come around like you know yeah you've passed the test and remember this (sighs) and that yeah i don't
0: know um one thing one last thing i want to add storyline wise one of my favorite thing about this game is that in the big holy shit moment? You know what's coming eventually. When Darth Vader shows up. Oh, yeah, we got they, to talk about that. They do not let you fight him for a second, which is exactly yep. what it should be. Like, if mm-hmm. you are a Jedi in Cal Kestis' is standing and Darth Vader shows up, you should run. You should get the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly. Cal Kestis can't handle Darth Vader. He shouldn't be able to even
1: think about attacking Darth Vader. In fact, he needed, like, one thing I did like about that Malakos fight was that they really kind of pitched that you needed the Knight Sisters' help. Yep, in yep. that fight to actually beat him because mm-hmm. Cal's just barely a Jedi. You know yeah, I
0: mean? yeah, and 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 um, like it it gave that proper sense of like horror to Mm -hmm. darth vader Mm -hmm. that should be there for that character you should say holy shit it's darth vader (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah get out of here and dude the way like the rage of darth vader when he's chasing you and he's tearing shit apart and throwing shit at you like Mm -hmm. it's perfect that's that's how it should be Um, i bet you love that tom
2: i mean it definitely it gives you that that thing like you, you basically you run and by By some miracle, you do get away, and you're just left, like, panting and, like, like very grateful that you somehow got away from this guy, which is exactly what it should have been. So that was uh, very well done, yeah. All right, guys. Well,
0: I think we're going to wrap it up there.
2: Tom, buddy,
0: thank you so much for spending some time with us today talking about Jedi Fallen
2: Order. Mm. I've I've been, like... uh, (laughs) When, I, when you, you mentioned it on one, uh, one of the recent uh, episodes, I was just like, oh, yes, because uh, as I said, like, uh, you know, before you guys did the Dreamcast episode, I was like, it's not the done thing, but I kind of want to, in- like, uh, invite myself to be on their podcast to talk about the Dreamcast <laughs> because, uh, you know, I was into that. Um, but uh, when you guys said that, I was just like, yes, it's finally happening. So, um, yeah, pumped. Yeah. Right, buddy. yeah and you'll
1: check out Survivor, too, man. I'm sure it has a story mode. Maybe you come on for when we do Jedi
0: Survivor. You know, now, I, listen, I want to pitch now for Jedi uh, uh, Survivor, you know, once we've all had a chance to play it, no rush, what we do is we convene the Council of Star Wars Toms to discuss it mm-hmm. on High Potion. Ooh. Ooh, King what Tom a good idea. and
2: Intercontinental Tom. I like Maybe. it. I like it. I like this. That's, That's what good I to would love that. I mean, Tom... Tom is amazing. So to finally come face to face with his majesty, yep. I would love that. I think that's what mm-hmm. we're going to have to do. So you guys
0: can look forward to that. But what you should and, do in the meantime is yeah. listen to Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me with our buddy Tom Sutton here. It is the freeform yes. fusion metal of Star Wars podcast. It is. <laughs> it's funny. It's insightful. And it's just our buddy Tom Riffin, dude. Riffin, mm-hmm. riffin. Yeah, and you put up some new episodes recently. You know, you'll you'll go breaks. You
1: you let yourself kind breaks. of be inspired. Yeah. You know what you you talk about it when you want to talk about. It. But Andor, I know you loved Andor, um, yeah. and you'll probably have some Bad Batch stuff. Maybe some overall thoughts come out here Absolutely. soonish. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. I'm going.
2: I'm, I'm gonna. The, there has been a, a break. You know, moving house and uh, moving countries and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Things get busy, but uh, I'm definitely gonna be back. And yeah, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. awesome thank you tom yeah tom thanks, thanks so much thanks,
0: buddy. hey where else can people follow you on your twitter on your instagram where what are your socials there
2: yeah so i've got an instagram account i've got i've got two there's normal tom which is ob tom Kenobi 76 as far as i remember True and then my star wars account is just called star wars fun for everyone um i have a twitter account I can look it up. I don't know. I think it's also OB Tonkin, Ob 76. Uh, okay. That's my guess. Something like that. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm around.
0: Awesome. So listen, guys, you should follow Steve at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at Potion Pod. Send us emails. What did you think of Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, Pod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Yada, yada, yada. Fuck yeah, we finally got to talk to Tom Sutton. We'll see you next week.
3: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey!